Hello, my dear friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be episode 114, 114. And I got a couple of reports for you. Um, it's hard to figure out where to start. Uh, one, um, <laughs> the Johnson & Johnson uh, vaccine has been pulled off the market because it has proven to um, to cause blood clots, blood clots in uh, in people. That's the one for the COVID nineteen, the one shot one. So I want to report this to you. There's also a um, report on China. It's uh, beefing up its attack on our brothers and sisters. In Christ over there overseas in China they are really coming down hard and the Vatican the Holy Father Pope Francis remains silent and we have another report this one in my own home state New York a parent a parent father mother wants to marry their own adult child May God have mercy on us all. What you know? What is coming up next? All three reports come from LifeSite News. So, uh, my name is Ned Jabbar. This is episode one hundred and fourteen. If I said one hundred and thirteen, I'm sorry. One hundred and fourteen of the Informed Catholic. This is the Informed Catholic. So, let's begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. And Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us from evil. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, I um, I won't read um, I won't read the uh, the first reading. I'll stick to the gospel. This is uh, for uh, Tuesday's reading. Um, gospel of Saint John, chapter three, verse seven to fifteen. Jesus said to Nicodemus, "You must be born from above." The wind blows where it wills, and you can hear the sound it makes, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can this happen? Jesus answered and said to him, You are the teacher of Israel, and you do not understand this? Amen, amen, I say to you. We speak of what we know. And we testify to what we have seen. But you people do not accept our testimony. 
If I tell you about earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has gone up to heaven except the one who has come down from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It really, um, the last podcast I did earlier was about John, um, John Henry Weston basically uh, interviewing uh, Patrick Coffin. I didn't play the um, the audio um, the audio clip. Uh, I felt that it's better that if you go to uh, LifeSite podcast uh, John Henry Weston to hear the whole thing. It, it, it's really it's really bad. I didn't realize. I mean, you think only that this could happen maybe in a an apocalyptic novel or, or something or some cheesy apocalyptic end of the world uh movie but it really is happening it's there are people out there that are morally declining and sadly our leaders in the church are silent they're silent Everybody seemed to have gone crazy over some sexual perversity. And G.K. Chesterton said that when a society reaches the height of decadence, it begins to fall apart morally and, 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 and spiritually and sexually. It begins to fall apart. The people of Carthage... All right, that the Romans defeated. The Roman Empire defeated them. And the Carthinians sacrificed their babies by throwing them in cast iron ovens. They would throw their children alive, roast them alive. That was part of their sacrifice. There was no... They, it wasn't a uh, fertility or countryside or people who lived off the earth. The Carthinians were the height. They were the descendants and settlers of Phoenicians. The Phoenicians were the ones who practiced also child sacrifice. And if we look carefully, remember uh, Jezebel, the arch nemesis and opponent of God and his prophet Elijah. She brought child sacrifice to Israel. The Israelites began to practice it. She married Abigail. Um, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I can't remember his name. Um, King Ahab. I was going to say Abigail. King Ahab of, Ju of Judah. And they, um, <laughs> I think it was Judah, but anyway, she, they, um, they, he permitted child sacrifice among the Israelites. Eventually, this would lead later on to Jeremiah um, 
if I'm wrong about the uh, exact location of where all this happened, I'm sorry. I'll have to uh, look, uh, go back and read the story again in the uh, the Book of Kings. But I believe it was in Judah. The next thing what happened was that they um, Israel permitted permitted the uh, the child sacrifice and Jerem to Jeremiah's day. That's why there's an area called um, Gehenna. Gehenna in Israel, which is the place of hell, because that's where the Israelites practice their child sacrifice. Now, the Carthinians didn't, they were a powerful nation, and they became very, very much more metrop, uh, metropolis urbanized. The Romans, of course, put an end to it once they defeated and destroyed Carthage. Now, the Romans looked down at child sacrifice, but they were quite okay with gladiators competing and killing each other. Crowds were cheering. They betted money on their favorite gladiator. Blood sports, they liked. That was, that was the Roman thing. But now, did the Romans need to do such a thing? No. They had countrysides. They grew crops, but... Their society became a society that lived off slavery and blood sports. Our society rejoices over abortion, euthanasia, right? Abortion, even up to the ninth month and even after you're born from the womb, you this society of ours rejoices in it. It kills the children. It kills its own young. Then, if that's not enough, you mutilate the child, castrate the child. All right? Give the child hormone blockers. Change the, take away their identity of gender. This is what our society is into. And if that's not enough... Kill your elderly. Now, it's an adult parent marrying their adult child. It's a decadent society. Our society is decadent and we're heading, God help us, to hell in a handbasket. We are going there and we don't need any help. We're doing it to ourselves. All right, let's go to the article. It's hard to believe, but this isn't this is actually really happening in my home state, New York. It's by Michael L. Brown, LifeSite News. Parent in New York sues to marry their adult child. Let this serve as a further wake-up call in the midst of an of our ongoing moral decline. What on earth could be coming up next? Michael L. Brown, I'm sorry, maybe I pronounced his, his initial, but Michael L. Brown, not Michael B. Brown, L. Michael L. Brown, April 12th, 2021. On April 5th, 2007, Time Magazine asked the question, uh, should incest be legal? The three, three years later, when Columbia University professor David Epstein was arrested for a three-year uh, consensual affair with his daughter, with his, with his adult daughter, Wow. This, his attorney noted, it's okay for homosexuals to do whatever they want. 
in their own home. How is this so different? We have to figure out why some behavior is tolerated and some is not. Not surprisingly, some Columbia students ask why any sexual acts committed by consenting adults should be, uh, should be considered a crime. Today, that, that question is being asked again, this time in the context of a lawsuit reported by the New York Post on April 10th. Specifically, a New Yorker wants to marry their own adult offspring. And it's suing to overturn laws barring the incestuous practice, calling it a matter of individual autonomy. Unbelievable. Through the enduring bond of marriage, two persons, whatever relationship they might otherwise have with one another, can find a greater level of expression, intimacy, and spirituality. The parent, the, the parent, wow, argues in a Manhattan federal court claim filed April 1st. Through the enduring bond of marriage, two parents, whatever relationship they might otherwise have with one another, can find greater level of expression, intimacy, and spirituality. The parent argues in a Manhattan federal court claim filed April 1st. April Fool's Day, people. Really, now, in the light of the prevailing logic that love is love, since this is, I, I can tell the writer's being sarcastic here, this is, this is consensual and between adults. Why not? One immediate answer, aside from the obvious revulsion and horror, which quite naturally agrees this request for marriage, is that it, it is biologically dangerous and children produced as a result of this union could have a serious genetic issue. In this case, however, we are told that this is not an issue, according to the filing. The proposed spouses are adults. The proposed spouses are biological parents, parent and child. The proposed spouse are, uh, the proposed spouses are unable to procreate together. The lawsuits even issue the acronym PAACNP, all capital, standing for Parent and Adult Child Non Procreationable. Wow. So this would either refer to a same sex parent and child who cannot therefore procreate, or to an opposite sex and parent child, or one or both of whom is unable to procreate because of age or biological problems. Why say no to them? As their argument goes, parent and adult child couples for whom procreation is either virtually or literally impossible can aspire to the transcendent purpose of marriage and seek fulfillment in its highest meaning. Indeed, they claim that it that it would diminish their humanity if they were unable to marry. Why would anyone want to do something so cruel? I mean, yeah, he's... <laughs> Why would any, anyone want to do something so cruel to them? Wasn't it diminishing to the humanity of gays, gays to forbid them the ability to marry? For those who are unfamiliar with my own views, it is simply... I'm simply playing the devil's advocate here. He's... Like I said, he's being sarcastic. 
After all, who are we to tell people who they can and cannot love? Haven't we been told that love is love, that love wins, that we have the right to marry the one or one we love? Why draw the line here? Well, maybe he should have remembered that line. Love is saying is happened to be saying that you're you don't have to say you're sorry something like that it's a stupid 70s film oh wow why okay for some years i've been documenting an increasing of the increasing acceptance of adult consensual incest in our culture including these articles here comes incest just as predicted posted september 4th 2012 with documentation going back 2007 and including the references to uh, refer to the GSA Genesis uh, genetic sexual attraction along with actual cases in the courts in other other countries next stop on the slippery slope the, uh, on the slippery slope of incest posted July 23rd 2014 adding a surprising statement from a judge in Australia along with the latest celebration of incest in pop culture. Why can't two gay brothers marry? Oh boy. So it's going to be two gay brothers. Posted October 27, 2015, citing a pro-incest argument from a gay politician in Ireland. Oh, must be the green there. Legalizing adult incest. Here we go again. Posted January 27, 2016, including further cultural updates. Unbelievable. I had to stop a few times. I couldn't believe what I was reading. There are actually links to these articles. Um, Wow. Okay. Legalizing adult incest. Here we go again. Posted January 27th, 2016. Before that was Why Can't Two Gay Brothers Marry? That was posted October 27th, 2015, a year apart. I can see what he's saying here. I mean, this is amazing. Uh, 2012, 2014, 2015, 2016. Amazing. Here comes this incest, just pre- just as predicted, September 14th, 2012. Next stop on the slippery slope of incest, July 23rd, 2014. Uh, th- amazing. Why can't two gay brothers marry... I can't believe this. October 27, 2015. This was uh, what the last one, slippery slope was was in Australia. This one here, why can't why can't two gay brothers marry Ireland? Legalizing adult incest. Here we go again. Posted January 27, 2016. He's this he, the the author, Michael uh P P, I'm sorry, I keep saying P, Michael L. Brown. I don't know why. Maybe I'm confusing him with another author. I apologize, sir. Forgive me. Um, in my 2015 book, this is the author talking, Outlasting the Gay Revolution, I also cited this latest example of the media celebration of adult consensual consensual incest. So again, sadly and tragically, all this is nothing new. The slippery slope is very real. Wow. 
In this light, it is worth revisiting the opening paragraphs of the Time article from 2007, when the Supreme Court struck down Texas law against sodomy in the summer of 2003 in the landmark gay rights case of Lawrence versus Texas. Critics warned that it its sweeping support of a powerful doctrine of privacy could lead to challenges of state laws that forbid such things as gay marriage and bigamy. State laws against bigamy, same-sex marriage, adult incest, prostitution, masturbation, adultery, fornication, bestiality, obscenity are called into question by today's decision, wrote Justice Anton Scalia in a withering dissent he read out loud page by page from the bench <sighs> you know thomas aquinas i learned the other day by listening to uh, dr taylor marshall thomas aquinas said that laws should not be changed con constantly that laws should not be changed either within the church or in secular society because this would confuse people and also uh, people will lose confidence in the system, will lose confidence in the authority, will lose uh, confidence in the order of things and people won't understand and if you keep changing the moral law as well as the, the, the civil law which is again the two tend to cross each other morally and civilly as well as spiritually you're going you're gonna to make a lot of confusion. And also you will lose the confidence and respect of the people. People will lose confidence and respect in the law. And he's, and this is true. Anton Scalia is hitting, hitting the target here. It turns out that the critics were right. Plaintiffs have made a decision in the centerpiece of attempts to defeat state bans on the sale of, tax, of sex toys in Alabama, polygamy in Utah, and the adoption of, by gay couples in Florida. So far, the challenges have been unsuccessful, but plaintiffs are still trying even using Lawrence to challenge laws against incest. Note, these words carefully penned in 2007 on the left-leaning time. It turns out the critics were right. See, uh, further, my video pointing to Scalia's uh, prescience. Uh, pres well, I'm, I'm pronouncing that word wrong. Obviously, a strong argument against any lawful sexual or romantic connection between family and members is that it opens the door to further abuses. In other words, the moral, legal, and social uh, social wall against incestuous relations helps remove the possibility of such relationships and sexual unions. They are off limits. They are taboo. They are forbidden. Take down that wall and anything can happen. That's why challenges to incest remain more marginal than mainstream. But make no mistake about it. If marriage could be so radically redefined as to remove the requirements of a man and woman, it can further redefine to include family members to expand the number from two. Wow. Not in other words, yeah, it's gonna it, it and there are there are cases where uh a woman with two guys, uh 
three guys. Uh, there are cases like that. There are cases. Not surprisingly, when I participated in a written debate in 2014 on the quickly def defunct debate out uh, debate out website, I was the only one of five participants who argued that consensual adult incest should remain illegal. Two of the participants didn't like the idea of consensual adult incest, but felt the government had no right to interfere. The other two operated on the love is love principle. Interestingly, all of those, uh, those interviewed for the debate, I was the only one who emphasized the importance of keeping social walls intact, quoting the famous uh, di uh, dictum, dictum of G.K. Chesterton, do not remove a fence until you know why it was put up in the first place. The interviewer, herself liberal lesbian, found the argument very interesting, having heard it from me for the very first time. Writing about Chesterton's uh, dictum and quoting Chesterton in full context, an FS blog noted, Second Order Thinking um, is the practice of not just considering the consequences of our decision, but also the consequences of those consequences. Second Order Thinking will get you extraordinary results, and so will learning to recognize when other per people are using Second Order Thinking. Uh, I read a little, uh, I looked at that earlier, uh, it's it's very interesting. It is very interesting. Conversely, it is the lack of second-order thinking, a direct result of the sexual revolution that downplayed long-term consequences that helped get us into our current cultural mess. As for the case before the New York court, let this serve as further wake-up call in the midst of our ongoing moral decline. What on earth could be coming next? Yeah. Wow. This is amazing. Okay, let me go here and visit this second order thinking here a little bit. It's very interesting. Very interesting. Um It's very interesting because technically it's not hard. Uh it really is not hard. I mean, think about it. They warned against abort uh birth control. But birth control was legalized eventually along the way, 1973, they legalized abortion. Abortion is there because in case birth control fails. Now, everybody since then, it just kept on creeping further and further ahead along the way. We didn't just have uh, the question of abortion, how many months into abortion, how many weeks or months into it. There was also euthanasia because someone is sick. They got something terminal. They went around um, pushing further uh, uh, people wanting to die. Suicide, euthanasia. Now you can be aborted at nine months and you can be aborted the day you're born. And then you have. Um, so it's all basically it leads up to it. I mean, it just keeps leading up.
to it, it gets worse. Now, they in in Holland and Denmark, you can you can you can send your parent off somewhere, give them a drug, and and they'll die. It's legal. And now here we have, we, we, you know, we we once, okay. You see now, in the Anglican Church, the Anglican Church in the Lambeth Council, they legalized uh, birth control. Of course, along the way, once the Lambeth, once the a Protestant institution like the Anglican Church did it, sooner or later, within twenty years or more, it was going to show up at the Catholic Church, and it did. Everybody went crazy over Humani Vitae. They went against it. And then the Anglicans legalized, decided to permit women to become priests. Now here in the Catholic Church, they keep arguing over women becoming priests. They're doing it slowly. It's like the frog, the proverbial frog in the, in the pot. The frog doesn't know that, that it's getting warm and the frog would die. And that's how they're doing it. That's why they're allowing uh, uh, girl altar servers, and then you got uh, you got you know you got women helping the priest distribute communion in the hand. They they're slowly basically treating us like the frog in the pot. Okay. And they don't argue about it. They don't debate about it. They don't know how to talk. A lot of them don't know how to talk the theology. And so with with, with homosexuality, it's going to lead to gay, gay marriage led to it. Now, they're going to they're gonna push for... Uh, the first thing you can, I can bet you is going to happen is bigamy. Before even incest, it will be bigamy. Okay, or polygamy. I don't, but it, it's going to happen, all right? Because they have it in Utah among the, the the very extreme Mormons. I know I don't think all the Mormons believe it, but do that. But it's going to happen, and then the Muslims are going to want to do the same thing. Here, they want to have the right to have more than one wife, and then when you do that, you're gonna you're gonna slowly legalize incest. Followed by incest is going to be bestiality. You'll see, and then all bets all, all, all it's all off. All right, they're gonna have you're gonna you're gonna have pedophilia is gonna be legalized, and that's that. Basically, this shows that our society has reached its decadence. When a decadent society does this, it becomes self-loathing. This is why you have people who hate America because it is people have given up in believing. They've given up. Fulton Sheen saw this over 60, 70 years ago. He foresaw this. He foresaw that these things would happen. Chesterton himself made it quite clear, like the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire, um, Carthage, uh, like I said, Carthage, I think I might have mentioned that earlier, um, killed its young babies, threw them in a burnt oven in a furnace that's shaped like a bull, uh, the Romans thought that was horrifying, but the Romans are hypocritical because later on they wound up having arenas, gladiators, uh, blood sports, gladiators killing each other, uh, people being devoured by animals. 
It was a sport to them. When a society reached its height, its decadence, it has to collapse. It become it becomes self-loathing. Their Caesars, their their Caesars are mad. It's a demonic thing. It basically the society has become self-loathing. You see this within our society. They're attacking people. You there's a self-loathing and a self-hatred. We have by abandoning God, we have abandoned any fear of anything. It's it's a terrible thing. But yeah, it's not surprising. Okay, let's look at this um, a little bit. Second order thinking. What smart people you you uh, use to outperform? Um. Okay. Things are not always as they appear. Often when we solve one problem, we end up unintentionally creating another one that's even worse. The best way to examine the long-term consequences of our decision is to use second-order thinking. It's often easier to identify when people didn't adequately consider the second and subsequent order impacts. For example, consider a country that one is wanting to ins uh, inspire regime change in another country and funds and provides weapons to a group of moderate rebels only it turns out that those moderate rebels rebels will become powerful and then go to war with the sponsoring country for decades whoops that has happened the united states has done that the United States has done that in many cases. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. So you see, you know, you may not know what the philosophy or the moral thinking of it. It leads to a, um, like what happened with uh, when we wanted to overthrow Saddam Hussein. We wanted to throw over Saddam Hussein and what happened? We, we wound up with ISIS, with Al-Qaeda, with other problems. Okay, failing to consider second and third order consequences is the cause of a lot of painfully bad decisions. And it is especially deadly when the first inferior option confirms your own basis. Never seize on the first available option, no matter how good it seems, before you ask your question and explore it. Ray Delio. The ability to think through problems to the second and third and ninth order what we will call second order thinking for short. It is a powerful tool that supercharges your thinking. Okay. Second order thinking in this exceptional book, The Most Important Thing, Howard Marks explains the concept of second order thinking, which he calls second level thinking. First level thinking is simplistic and, and superficial and just about everyone can do it. A bad sign for anything involving an attempt at superiority. Superiority. All the first level thinking needs is an opinion about the future, as in the outlook for the company is favorable, meaning the stocks will go up. Second level thinking is deep, complex, and con convoluted. First order thinking is fast and easy. It happens when, when we look for something that only solves immediate problems without considering the consequence. For example, you can think of this as I am hungry, so let's eat a chocolate bar. I'm uh, okay, I'm not gonna go through everything here, but second order thinking is more deliberate. 
It is thinking in the terms of interactions and time and understanding that despite our intention, our interventions often cause harm. Okay, I can agree with second order thinking. Thinkers also ask themselves the question, and then what? This means thinking about the consequences of a, of a repeatedly eating a chocolate bar when you're hungry and using that to inform your decision. If you do this, you're more likely to eat something healthy. Okay, all right. I see what the first level thinking looks similar. Everyone reaches the same conclusion. This is where things get interesting. The road to outthinking out people can't come from the first order thinking. It must come from the second order thinking. Extraordinary performances come from seeing things that other people can't see. I totally agree with this. All right. I totally, totally agree with this. There's no problem with this. The problem is, is that our society doesn't want to think this way. So... Uh, here, let's look at the New York Times article. Nobody, like, it seems like even the Pope, the Pope doesn't think. He already decided to change the the Our Father prayer from lead us not into temptation to do not abandon us in temptation. So the question is, but that's not what the Greek says. And for him, why? Why did he do it? And what makes him think that this prayer, this changing the prayer is going to help? And the problem is, does he does it does does he not realize that doing this, maybe he's going to cause for future problems? What about if they want to change the the Hail Mary prayer? What happens if they want to to rewrite the Bible? What happens? Uh, a, a lot of things. You do this. He's not. He, he it already turns out the Pope is not a deep thinker. Pope Francis is not. He's not a theologian. He's not trained. In, he's inferior to. To Cardinal Ratzinger, who became Pope Benedict XVI, in Thomistic theological and philosophical thinking, and he's inferior to Pope John Paul in those matters. All right. When the Supreme Court struck down Texas law against sodomy in the summer of 2003, in the landmark gay rights case of Lawrence versus Texas, criti critics warned that its sweeping support of a powerful of powerful doctrine of privacy could lead to challenges of state laws that forbid such things as gay marriage and bigamy. State laws against bigamy, same-sex marriage, and adult incest, prostitution, masturbation, adultery, fornication, bestiality, and obscenity are called into question by today's decision, wrote J uh, Justice Anton Scalia in a withering dissent. He read out loud page by page from the bench. It turns out the critics were right. Plaintiffs have made the decision the centerpiece of attempts to defeat state bans on sale of sex to, of, of uh, sex toys in Alabama. Beligi uh, polygamy in Utah and adoption by gay couples in Florida. So far, the challenges have been unsuccessful. But plaintiffs are still trying, even using Lawrence to challenge laws against incest. In Ohio, lawyers for a Cincinnati man convicted of incest for sleeping with his 22-year-old stepdaughter uh, tell time that they will make the Lawrence decision the centerpiece of an appeal to the Supreme Court. Our view of Lawrence is fairly narrow one, that there is a constitutional right under the 14th Amendment due process clause that says private consensual activity between adults can be cannot be criminal, said 
J. Dean Carroll, the lead lawyer for Phil D. Lowe, the former sheriff's deputy, sent, uh, deputy sentenced in 2004 to 120 days in jail after pleading no contest to incest. But Houston lawyer Mitchell Kane, Caton, one of the attorneys who handled the Lawrence case before Supreme Court, isn't so sure the court will agree. The state, he said, will likely argue that the intimate acts of family in the in this case are different enough from the facts that, that Lawrence case that Lawrence privacy protection should not apply. That that the hurdle they have to get that's the hurdle they have to get over. So okay, so this is obviously showing you again the problem. Nobody re, nobody seems to realize that when you remove the moral fence in one area you're going to cause another moral question of a moral code or moral consequences in another area. It's, it keeps happening because our society, modernist, this is probably the biggest thing. The other article about second wave thinking, that's modernists don't think that way. Liberals don't think that way. Liberals are selfish. They want their rights now. And our society doesn't realize that we're basically killing our future. This is why liberals don't have kids and more conservatives have children. But the conservatives are going to have to think about how to protect their future of their children from the liberals. And that's where the problem lies. So you see, it's it's a serious case here. It's a, I, totally, I totally see what's happening here. And this article, the New York Times basically, is a liberal, they, they admit it. They admit it that these things are going to happen. Here, Time Magazine asked the question. Here, let me see. Okay, it's the same one. We just looked at it. It's the same article. Oh, unbelievable. Wow. Here, let's look at this report of the New York Post. New York Post. Parent seeks okay to marry their own adult child. Kathleen Bonelio. Bonelio okay. Wow, unbelievable. Um, when was this? Uh, April 10th, 2021. Okay, I take my child to be my lawfully wedded spouse. A New Yorker wants to marry their own adult offspring, is suing to overturn laws barring the incestuous practice, calling it a matter of individual autonomy. The pinning parent seeks to remain anonymous because their request is an action that is large, that, that a large segment of society views as morally, socially, and biologically repugnant, according to court papers. Through the enduring bond of marriage, two persons. Okay, oh, this is this is going to be interesting. This is ridiculously ugly and unbelievable. Okay, yeah. So this New York article this is a New York Post. Uh, by Kathleen Boniello, adult, uh, April 10th, 2021. I'm getting my words mumbled here, jumbled. Legal papers give only the barest picture of, of the would-be newlyweds fail, uh, filing, failing to identify their gender, ages, hometowns, or the nature of their relationship. It's unbelievable. Uh, 
I like to take, uh, I take my child to be my lawfully wedded spouse. A New Yorker wants to marry their own adult offspring, is suing to overturn the laws, barring the incestuous practice, calling it a matter of individual autonomy. The pa- uh, parent seeks to remain an, uh, remain anonymous because their request is an action that is a that a large segment of society views as morally and socially biologically repugnant. I'm glad that she put those words in there. According to court papers, through the enduring bond of marriage, two persons, whatever relationship that they might otherwise have with one another, okay can find greater level of expression, intimacy, and spirituality. The parent argues, this is the parent here, in a Manhattan federal court claim filed April 1st. Legal papers give only the barest picture that would be new, that would be, that the would-be newlyweds uh, failing, they're failing to identify their gender, ages, hometowns, or the nature of their relationship. The proposed spouses are adults. The filing says the proposed spouses are biological. This is similar words what the uh, the last person just the person uh, Michael just put in his article. Their biological parents and child. The proposed spouses are unable to procreate. Incest is a third degree felony in New York law, punishable by up to four years behind bars, and incestuous marriage are considered void with the spouses facing a fine and up to six months in jail. Marriage licenses in the five boroughs require potential spouses to list their birth, parents, and attest that there are no legal impediments to the marriage, according to city clerk's office. In 2014, a state appeals court unanimously approved case involving women married to their mother's half, a, a, a woman married to her mother's half-brother, meaning her uncle, n- noting the genetic relationship was the equivalent of the first cousins. But even that ruling cited the almost universal horror with which a parent-child marriage is viewed. I mean, you're marrying your, ha- your, your mother's half-brother. It's pretty much like marrying your, if you're marrying your uncle. You're married a parent. The parent in the, in the news case who hears wedding bells when looking at their own kids said they wanted to propose to propose, but would sustain emotional harm if they did so while the current laws are in effect. This is a sick person. Unbelievable. But here's something here in the article. New York State blesses incest marriage between uncle and niece. When did this happen? The parent wants to walk down the aisle in New York City and is asking a judge to declare the laws unconstitutional and un, uh, unenforceable in, the, in their case, which the lawsuit dubs, which is a P-A-A-C-N-P, for parents, adult, child, non-procreationable couples. Okay, we read that in the, last, in the first article. Parent and child, an adult child couples for whom procreation is either virtually or literally impossible can aspire to transcend, okay, purpose of marriage and seek fulfillment in its highest meaning. The forebearer argues, claiming it would diminish their humanity if, if they were unable to tie the knot when the kid, with the kid they conceived. Oh my goodness. There are known cases of parents who are separated from their children in infancy 
only to reunite decades later and become romantic, said NYU law professor Sylvia Law. I don't think there's a big popular movement, but I do think as long as we've kept records, there have been cases, she told the Post, adding, it's an area where I think most people would say the government has a right to make the rules, even if they don't apply to every situation. Manhattan family and matrimonial law attorney Eric Werbel said it's never going to fly. The closest you can come to a Woody Allen, <laughs> that's a good one, and that wasn't his daughter. It was an adopted child whom he never adopted, and it still turns people's stomachs, he said. He also noted the pair in this recent case hasn't actually sought a marriage license yet, and since they have not been denied any rights so far, the legislation is premature. A lawyer for the amor uh, uh, amorous parent did not return repeated messages for comment. The city law department said it was not yet aware of the uh, legation. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, so let's look at this here, what it says here. See also. Okay, here it is. This is about an uncle and a niece. Uh, the state blesses incest marriage between uncle and niece. What year was this? This is going to be. 2014, October 29, 2014. The state highest courts toppled a cultural taboo, legalizing a degree of incest at least between an uncle and a niece in a unanimous ruling. While the laws against parent, child, and brother and sister marriage are grounded in the almost universal horror with which such marriages have viewed, there is no comparably strong objection to uncle-niece marriage. Today's, but that's like still marrying your own daughter. Judge Robert Smith of the Court of Appeals wrote that such unions are were lawful in New York until 1893, and Rhode Island allowed them. The decision stems from a case brought by a Vietnamese citizen. Uh, I'm not going to pronounce his name. 34, a woman who had appealed a ruling by an immigration judge. The judge tried to boot her from the United States after declaring that her 2000 marriage in Rochester to her mother's half-brother was invalid. Nguyen and her husband, Vu Trong, 38, appeals and won. I'm very happy to my clients, said the lawyer, Michael Bergrawski. They've been married 14 years now, but unfortunately for half the time there has been this concern over their heads about whether the immigration issue could be resolved. Thankfully, now it has been, Milgawaski said. Milgawaski, that's their lawyer here, I guess, there. Milgawaski um, uh, said that he won the case by zeroing in on the language of the state's domestic relation law. The state reads that a marriage is incestuous and void whether the relatives are legitimate or illegitimate between, e between uh, either. One, an ancestor and a descendant. Two, a brother and a sister of either the whole half-body, an uncle and a niece, and an aunt and nephew. Incest is a crime punishable by 50 to 100. That's it? 
uh, a fine up to six months, fifty to hundred dollars for six months in jail. Is that what it's particularly year or something or no? Oh my goodness, Magrowski determined that as a matter of cons- consensuality or blood relations, half uncles and nieces share in the same level of genetic ties at first cousin, or only one eighth, eighth in the same. This it, it it really was an equivalent of cousins marrying, uh, cousins marrying, which has been allowed in New York State for well over a hundred years. That's true. Those on the six person judicial panel acknowledged that they are not scientists, but noted that the genetic risk in half-uncle and half-niece relationship is half of what it would be if the parents were related by the full blood. That's stupid. doesn't make any sense what they're saying there. Nugent and her husband, a truck driver, still live in Rochester and do not have any children. She sued an in, in, uh, U.S. Army General, Eric... Huh, U.S. Attorney General, she sued the U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder, who enforces the the country's immigration laws. Amazing! I mean, oh my goodness, it's just amazing. I can't believe it. This is ridiculous, unbelievable. It's ridiculous. Family. She sued the U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder, who enforces the country's immigration laws. A spokesman from his office did not return a message. Family law expert Michael Stuntman of the firm uh, Miskanderaya, who is not involved in the case, said the ruling is in cinch with today's modern families. As people are more mobile and living longer, marriages are ending and uh, uh, ma- uh, marriages are ending and people remarry and you get blended families with stepchildren and half-children. This is ridiculous. There are plenty of other societies that allow so-called intermarriage without worrying about genetic defects. And frankly, we have a long history of cousins marrying each other. Take FDR and Eleanor Roosevelt, he said. The president and his wife were fifth cousins once removed. That's This is ridiculous. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, this is something that we're going to have to worry about because as as they keep doing this, they keep, like G.K. Chesterton said, don't remove a fence without first asking why it's been put there. And this is good. This is happening. It's happening. I'm going to stop with this. This was a lot. This was a lot. And um, it's it's just unbelievable. Let's end it with a prayer. Let's say a St. Michael prayer because we really need this, and a Hail Mary. We'll say a Hail Mary first and a St. Michael. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.